Do you know the lyrics to the extended version of every 90s TV theme song? And you recite the entire script to Wayne's World on command, verbatim? Might you wax nostalgic about injuries sustained during backyard wrestling matches? Have you pontificated at length over what beer goes best with Mario Kart? Do you philosophically dwell for inappropriate lengths of time on phenomena like snowsuits, minor five chords, Rocky Four, baseball stats, wall-mounted pencil sharpeners, cinnamon toast crunch, Murray Wilson, seasons two through eight of The Simpsons, Bond villains, then friends, lovers, palindromes, have we got the show for you. It's Calling BS with Brandon and Scott. Your esoteric clerics for the fleet of mouth and mind. Brutally honest, meticulously obsessive, and painstakingly pragmatic. Check us out at BS I Love You. Bueller. 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 Welcome back to Ferris Bueller's Minute It Off, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria. That's okay, we're talking about. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was, I was uh, hoping to catch you earlier and then I. Uh, I'm kidding. You're such a jerk. <laughs> you're the worst. The worst. The worst. You made it too. I mean, you pointed it out, and I just, I I, it just, I had it called to me. It called to you. <laughs> Today we're talking about minute twenty-four. Minute twenty-four starts with Ferris reassuring his friend, and it ends with Cameron talking at the phone, like holding it in his hand, talking at it in a weird way. Uh, we will get to that. Ferris is kind of a butt in this minute. I mean, he starts really in a great place because the end of last minute, Cameron was like. What if he recognizes my voice? Like, he's worried, you know? Yeah. And, and then in this minute, Ferris, uh, at the very beginning, he mouths the words, like, like impossible. You're doing great. And he smiles at him. He gives him this, like, really boyish smirk that I love. Love, love. And uh, he, he, like, looks so pleased with his friend. He's like, oh, like, you're accomplishing this really great phone gag. Like, it might have been Ferris's idea, but it takes Cameron to be the one to call Rooney. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't have worked without Cameron. Because Ferris had to call on the other phone to, like, sell it, you know? And so, like, Ferris looks so pleased. I love this smile that he gives Cameron. And Cameron's like, yeah? And he, like, nods. And then and then Cameron, like, holds the phone away from his face. He's still got his hand over it. And he, like, looks at it and he grits his teeth. I really like this look when he, like, grits his teeth. And then he puts it back to, like, like, like here we go again. And he puts it back to his ear and he goes, Rooney! Ah! He, like, growls in the phone. <laughs> He's so mad. Oh, Rooney. Uh-huh. So mad uh, Except, except because they took this moment, because he paused for this moment, uh, Rooney has already passed the phone off to, to Grace. Like, oh, there's been, like, three seconds of silence. I'm going to give the phone to her so that I can go into the other room and, and look for this thing that they're looking for. I'll find for. it. She can't, so she can't so she it. comes back into his office from her, from her side of the office, and then he gives her the phone and runs into her side of the office. But when he gets there, he, like, slams his hands down onto her desk, and then he spins around in a circle, like, where is this thing that, like, whatever it is they're looking for. And she's like, wait, wait. She's all, like, nervous. And then, and then he goes, Rooney, again, because Rooney hasn't answered him. And now it's Grace on the phone. And Grace is just like, oh, oh, like she doesn't know how to be Rooney or impersonate Rooney. Right, he just sounds like he's like kind of constipated. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, did Rooney take the phone into the oh, bathroom? Uh-huh. And he's like, Rooney, calm down. 
Like, right? like whoa. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you, but uh, I, I, calm down. I find it really funny that he tells him to calm down. I, I know. And then Grace goes, like, uh, just a sec. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, and then, of course, like, he comes back in the room and Rooney takes the phone again. And he's like, just a little uh, office difficulties, sir. The back and forth and this is so much fun. I love like her pretending to be him. I love like him scrambling around the desk, like not sure what he's it's very doing. Very frantic. It's so frantic. I wonder how much of this they shot and how much like they like edited down. Like it's really impressive. Rooney, I don't have all day to bark at you, so I'm gonna make this short and sweet. And he does that little twist again. He's like, you know, he's 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 really in it. He's uh he's he's going Balking. a little too far. He's going a little too far, you know. And and Ferris is like, perfect, you're doing great. Like, gives him this, uh, or he, he says, it's great, it's perfect, I love it. And he, like, gives him this, like, okay symbol. And he's like, I want my daughter out in front of the school in ten minutes by herself. And then Ferris is like, what? He's like, I don't want anyone. And he smacks Cameron. He's like, it's too suspicious, he'll think something's up, cover it. And then they have this back and forth uh, that I, like, I like. I told you, like, I really love their back and forth a lot. Uh... He's like trying to give Cameron or, or trying to give Ferris the phone now. He's like, I screwed up. Like, you can do this. Like, fix this. Make this better. And he's like, you. And he's like, no, talk. And he goes, you. And he goes, talk. And and I, I really like I really like the moment where, where Cameron goes, come on. And he has this big funky grin on his face. Uh, John it Hughes. so weird. It's John Hughes compared it to uh, Pogliacci, the like sat the, the clown, the operatic clown. Pagliacci. It's got a G in it, though, doesn't it? I know. It was pronounced Pagliacci. Pagliacci? I didn't know that. Yeah, um, Pagliacci. He compared him to Pagliacci. And, uh... The sad clown, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And so he's got this... He's, he's got this really rubbery, expressive face that he really liked. But his so eyes can... look sad. Yeah. I really like... I Oh, yeah, you know, it's such a good... It's such a good face. Good like, eye acting. Like, that is not, like, a real, like, smile. That is him, like, making this, like, yeah. face. Come on! And his eyes are like sad, like you know, he's it's, so. It's like, it's like almost like he's pleading, like come on, yeah, like, please, yeah, see, so please, yeah. He doesn't think he can do it. He doesn't believe. I love that the eyebrows. The it's so good. It's such a good face. He's like, come on, I feel like almost like it's like one of those like meme faces, like someone like stretches it, yeah, and makes it look more like exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so he 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 takes the phone again. He goes, Rooney, oh, Rooney, like he just. He doesn't know what to say. He's just mad. He's just growling. Mm -hmm. And Rooney, Rooney, Rooney was about to leave the room again. Uh, he's like following Grace as Grace is leaving the room, and he's about to leave the room with her. But then he says he 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 gets like pulled back, like he's an animal on a on a on a leash or something. When he hears uh Mr. Peterson calling him again, yeah, and he goes, "I've changed my mind. I want you out in front of the school with her. By God, I'd like to have no." He says, "I'd like to have you." Bleh. Listen here and pay attention. I've changed my mind. I want you out in front of the school with her. I'd like to have a few words with you, by God. And Ferris is like, oh, what are you doing? Like, That's even worse. Hands in the air. Like, what? Did you, did you really just say that? It's like, well, Ferris, what the hell did you want? I know. He, he, he like, slaps the phone out of Cameron. Well, he, like, slaps Cameron. Knocks the phone out of Cameron's hands. It's a little exaggerated. Yeah. But he's just like... Stop it! But like Cameron Stop has a point. It. Cameron's just like I said for her to be there by herself. Ah, it. uh, it's tomorrow. 
this minute ends when he he picks the phone back up off the floor and he's holding it now in front of him, like away from his ear, like like cradling it in his hand as he looks down at it. And he's like, on second thought, I don't have time to talk right now. And then we'll get the rest of his line tomorrow. So much frantic action in this minute. Frantic. On both very sides, fast. actually. Yeah. The, the, the minute feels very fast paced. Like there's not a lot. There's a lot of dialogue. A lot of back and forth, and everyone is scrambling. Uh, Ferris is the only one who seems, like, in control, and it's only until Cameron says, like, by herself, that he's like, this isn't gonna work. He's like, you need to cover that up. And then Cameron makes it worse, because... But why is there a problem with him saying by herself? It's suspicious. So I feel like if he just would have left out those last two words, yeah. that'd have been fine. Well, he, he he even starts going on further. I want to know what the next thing he was going to say was. He says, by herself. Uh, I don't want... And that's when Ferris hits him and interrupts. Like, he doesn't want what? He doesn't want anybody making her feel worse. He doesn't want anyone... In the way. Yeah. It is kind of suspicious. I mean, Rooney at this point is really... He's he's not really paying attention. No, really dug himself into such a hole right now. But like Ferris doesn't know that, right? He could be sitting there in his like, office, mm-hmm. like listening to this, because he doesn't know. And so I don't know. It's it's you know. They both have a point. Hmm. Complicated. That's what happens when you have a web of lies that you have to uh, keep track of. If you tell the truth, there's nothing to keep track of. Yeah, I'm trying to get my girlfriend out of school so the two of us can fool around downtown Chicago today. Well, I mean from the very beginning, not just in this instance. Mom, Dad, I don't want to go to school today. I'm just going to stay home. Hey, at least you would have been honest about it. It's not going to work. I don't understand, Victoria. I'm not saying it's going to work. The problem is he should be in school. (laughs) But there'd be no point in this movie if he just went to school today. Well, obviously, there'd be no point to this movie. This isn't called a hit. Ferris Bueller goes to class. Ferris Bueller goes to, goes to school. No. 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 But I'm just saying, this is what happens for people when people are uh, hiding things and lying and doing things. John Hughes, I don't know if I like how far he takes it. John Hughes in the, in the commentary... Mentions that, like, you know, Cameron starts to go too far here. But, like, Ferris seems to expect him to go too far. Like, it takes him messing up so that Ferris can, like, leverage that to get the car. If Cameron hadn't screwed up here and said, like, I want you out in front of the school with her, Uh there'd be no excuse to take the Ferrari. How were they going to get her before? Cameron has a car. Just that little white car he has. Yeah, they could have just rolled up in the car and had her come out and, like, climb into the car. It would have been fine. But now, now Rooney expects that he's going to see Mr. Peterson. But does, I mean, I'm pretty sure at that point he doesn't know what Mr. Peterson drives. So Rooney's not going to believe Mr. Car. Peterson drives a piece of crap like that. <laughs> it's not a piece of crap. It is a piece of crap. What, his white car? Yeah. Piece of crap. He likes his piece of crap car. Leave him alone. I don't even have a piece of crap. I have to envy yours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey. Hey. Gee, thanks. 
Well, that's next week, I think. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, I really like I really like this stuff. All of this, this is like the the machinations at work before they actually get to enjoy their day off. Uh, everything up to this point, and including the next week, is uh, Ferris working the field, like getting everything, like prepping everything, so that they can just go tool around downtown for a while. Right. Like there is, they can just sort of meander once they once they have Sloan. This is where all the prep work really comes in handy. And there's a little bit more to do. It's interesting because, like, we won't actually see him set up. Clearly, it, it must be somewhere at this point before they leave. They're about to leave his house. So they must have already set up the doorbell gag. And they're going to go to Cameron's. he was doing that while Cameron was on the phone. They're going to go to Cameron's to get the, the car, and they must change his voicemail message to the mortuary then. And then they must take Sloane home before they go downtown. Or she must have already recorded the death in the family thing. I guess. Because they don't they don't go from the school back to her house. As far as we see. Right. Maybe she's already recorded it. Set it in. It's been people have been calling the house all day and been like, who died? All for Rooney. It just sounds like so much work. Ferris is smart. For for this day. Yeah. It's the last time. This is the la- presumably the last time he'll be able to skip this semester. This is the last A lot of day. importance put on skipping. Well, it, it's, it's a so lot... so important that we skip this day before we can't skip anymore. Before real life overcomes you, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. But if there just didn't... Ha- uh, did he know there was going to be a parade? Did he know they were going to go to a game? Like, I don't know. Was it that planned? Otherwise, if there wasn't a parade, if there wasn't a game, if there wasn't these things, and like, what's they will they went they to have, they went to they a museum other things they're going and they to. went to the building to the. Empire it's interesting State what building. not the Empire State Ferris building, the, uh, Ferris's interests Sears Tower. are really diverse. We we show that he's got an interest in art because he drew the Medigliog the the Medigliacci. Uh, the Medigliani on his uh, on his computer last week. Mm-hmm. Um, he has at least a, one instrument that he plays. He's gonna catch that baseball. He's got a trophy, which shows he's got like sports talent. He's tech savvy. He's music savvy. They go to a museum. Like that's one of the places he decides he wants to go to. Because you said he likes art. He likes art. Yeah. So like, it's interesting because he's got an interest in like a lot of different things, and like so it makes. And Ferris is, like, the coolest. Like, everybody loves Ferris. And so it's, like, cool to like art. It's cool to like sports. It's cool to like these things. Because Ferris Bueller exemplifies this, like, idealism. Not idealism. This, uh, this, uh... I guess, um, yeah, he does sort of represent an ideal. He's an, he's this archetype of this, like, perfect, uh, gets away with every, every anything. Like, happy-go-lucky character kind of guy. I don't know. It's interesting. I think my problem is I don't like perfect people because there is no such thing. Uh, I do enjoy uh, 
I mean, I, I, uh, the one thing about me is with movies is I've learned from a very young age that movies are subjective opinion. Movie opinions are subjective. Yeah. Uh, you, you take what you want out of it and it's ultimately just up to the individual. Yeah. Uh, I've explained numerous times. There's movies that I like that the majority of people don't like and vice versa. Uh, I do like (laughs) Ferris Bueller's Day Off and analyzing the movie it's very interesting uh but i'm not necessarily like wrapped up in this starry-eyed what do you call it admiration that everyone else seems to have for ferris well all these these people that exist within this universe yeah i think that like if a person like Ferris... No, so sadly enough, I feel like a lot of movie fans get this way with movies. It's like you're looking at the movie with, uh, again, this starry-eyed reverence. Hmm. And anything anyone says negative about such things is like seen as an insult. as seen as like, oh, you're attacking this movie that I like. And it's hmm. just like, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying, like, there's flaws. It's okay to admit that a character that you like is not perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I understand, like, and I liked uh, Scott's kind of analogy of making him, like, this folklore. Yeah. This character, because that takes away the fact that, like, we- maybe these aren't even real things that happened. Maybe this is just a fantastic t- telling of... Like the girl sitting there saying that she said that someone Ferris saw is the Ferris, uh, seeing, so seeing him at Baskin Robbins. unreliable telling. Whatever. I never thought about it that way. It's it's like that Patrick Rothfuss book. The guy you're talking to that, mm-hmm. who's telling the story is a great storyteller. So how can you take anything that he's saying as real? Interesting. So if Ferris is the one telling the story, how can you believe anything that he's saying? Like... Sure, we're we're being shown this as if this is what really happened, but maybe there's more to it than that. The real, the reality that's actually underneath this fairy tale, this folklore that we're being shown. Hmm. I have to think more about this. I do, I do agree that he does seem to exemplify an archetype. We we talked about it with Neil that that. Uh, Rooney says, what's so dangerous about a character like Ferris Bueller? Not what's so dangerous about Ferris Bueller. Or a person like Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Or what's so dangerous about Ferris Bueller. Yeah. But a character like Ferris Bueller. Uh, It is really interesting. But I I never took it that, like, something else is happening. Like this is all just an exaggeration of like what's actually happening. You're not you're not meant to know what's actually happening. I don't because because that's not fun. I don't know because then all of a sudden it just it's <laughs> it, it was all just a dream. Like I hate that stuff. I understand you hate that stuff, but a lot, a lot of that stuff happens. Well, yeah, yeah, and most of the time it's. Not I mean, I don't like it either. I mean, it's, it's a cop out in in a way. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying like and and the fact that they don't think, reveal it to be as such. So I think we are open to, take to interpretation. It. I don't know. I like the idea that that within this system, within this like reality, that like a, a character like Ferris Bueller could thrive in the high school setting. I I have known a lot of people that are very charming, very like 
I don't want to say get what they will get anything they want people necessarily, not to the extent that Ferris is. We only get a glimpse of Ferris in this one day. I would love to see it would be I think the potential of a Ferris Bueller TV show is interesting if they had done it differently. Like I would I, I think it would be interesting to see Ferris struggle with something. But the thing is that like he's been building up to this day to this like his last hurrah before he graduates. Um and so we just see everything go smoothly. For, not it, not everything does go smoothly. He does have to fight a little bit at moments. Um, and we said earlier this week that maybe he did call Rooney. He chose. To, he didn't plan to call Rooney. He called Rooney because Rooney doubted Cameron. That's what we speculated. That's what we speculated. I don't know. I like I like the idea that like he doesn't have everything planned, and that he like not everything everything planned, and that he is. Just, he's also a good improv imp improviser, which we'll see when we get to the uh, the diner later. Diner, it's a restaurant, fancy restaurant. Is there another term for that? What's a fancy? Does a fancy restaurant have like a like a special name? Like a gourmet restaurant? Yeah, gourmet, but like bistro. It's not a bistro. No, a bistro is a particular type of restaurant. What they they go to like a swanky French place or something, like um. No, it's it's just a restaurant. Yeah, boring. Yeah, should be a better word. It should, like be, it should be a more word pretentious for word for that place. Oh, a place that doesn't look like any restaurant I've been to. I feel like for being as well off as Ferris's parents are, they don't seem pretentious. But even though you don't see Cameron's parents, you know they are. <laughs> like they've got to be pretentious. Yeah, you just you can just kind of tell. We'll talk more about Cameron's parents later. I don't know. It's a it's a it's a it's a thing that I deal with with characters like this in media because it's that whole thing in which like yeah you're perpetuating like this wonderful stereotype that popular good-looking people who are charming get what they want in life while people who are not attractive or uh are, are socially awkward and have like social problems um fail and unfortunately don't get um the necessary attention that they would want or want or you know would, would need or whatever mm. like like i said being cameron has a benefit of being his friend because he is the socially awkward-ish, like, type self-doubt yeah. person. And it's good to have that kind of friend. Not everyone has the benefit of having a friend like Ferris. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that's like, yeah, like, you're you're well, focusing I, on Ferris and how I wonderful Ferris, Ferris is. But I'm like, there's still another side of that in high school, you know? A good friend to Cameron. We talked about this also a bit with Scott last week about, like, <laughs> Cameron's depression and Ferris being the one that's like, no, like, unless, come out. Unless you believe Tim. Timmy. He just wants a car. He just needs the car. As Ferris is out for Ferris. It, I feel like, and, and, it, and I do understand what Tim points out is that like Ferris has these momentary short spurts of empathy and, and things that are just kind of like, oh, oh, like, okay, like you're pointing this out to me and okay, like I, I did do this and that kind of sucks. I'm, I'm sorry. And then, and then it's immediately gone. Like mm -hmm. as soon as like that's gone and the person's like, I accept, accepts the apology. They are, they're moving on already. It's gone. And it's like, all right, what else can I get out of you? It's like, let's move on to the next step. Let's, because after this, like, uh, they have this, I mean, worse, I should we'll save it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I should save it. But they have a, they have a fight, but like, immediately goes right into like, now we need your car. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, every, every uh, give, there's a take. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's complicated. First, it's complicated. Like I said, psychological standpoints of things are very interesting to me. Yeah. People are very complex. It's never just so cut and dry. Movies are really fun. Like, Ricky hates me for doing this because he's all like, it's just a movie. And I'm like, I understand things are just a movie and I can watch movies and have it be done and mm-hmm. over with and just take it as a movie. I go, but if you're going to do what we're doing and that's analyzing it, you have to, like, keep an open mind to analyze every little facet that you can think of, whether you agree with it, whether it's something you enjoy. Uh, we've talked about Willy Wonka and you're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, what about Willy Wonka? And I'm all like, what are you talking about? The whole time I'm going to be talking about how much of a psycho he is and, mm. and Analyzing the psychologically uh, problems that he has and all that stuff. It's uh, it's, it's, it's like psychology is very interesting to me. Yeah. No, I so agree. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that eventually, I think. I don't think we've ever announced that on this show. What? Willy Wonka. Oh. Well, whatever. That's our weekend. That we our weekend issue. We've been talking about it. Tori and I are maybe planning on doing Willy Wonka in the future. Yeah, we're going backwards, apparently. Spoilers, guys. We've already recorded a pilot. That's probably going to air at some point, I suppose. As you pointed out, we're going backwards in eras. Yeah, that's what it looks like. (laughs) Even earlier. 90s, 80s, 70s. We're going to do George Milius. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there eventually. Right? Oh, yeah. We're going to minute by minute. A trip to the moon. Trip to the moon. Trip to to the the moon moon minute. minute. (laughs) There you go. Oh, my gosh. Oh, 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 oh.